Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reframe.fm. In this mini-series, Passion versus Profession, the Arts, we delve into the stories of those who have striven to make the arts a part of their lives, both professionally and as personal passion projects. For those of you out there who enjoy doodling on your iPad, singing covers to your favourite song, or capturing cinematic moments on film, perhaps at some point you may have wondered, can I take my creative hobbies to the next level? If you're interested to find out more, Stick around and have a listen. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining us. This is our third episode in our mini-series, Passion versus Profession, where Nuha and I explore the interesting stories from people who have chosen to pursue the arts, or some form of it, as a major part of their lives. Previously, we have interviewed Weda and Wafik, the dynamic duo siblings producing great music, and also Nasuha, the freelance artist that is on the journey of making a name for herself. In our episode today, we are joined by someone who writes, but in addition to that, he pours his passion into multiple creative endeavors, including photography and music. Please welcome Harith. Hello, Harith. Hi. Thank <laughs> How you. are you? Yeah. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, I think uh, it's been great uh, knowing that you guys are doing something like this. Uh, yeah. No problem, no problem. Uh, yeah, so maybe we can start by uh, you introducing yourself. So what do you do now and what... Yeah, so what do you do now for your full-time job? Mm. Okay, uh, currently I work as a journalist uh, for the uh, Malay National Newspaper, Brita Harian. Um, the only Malay National uh, Newspaper in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. Uh, besides uh, just writing newspapers, uh, I also film and also produce uh, some of the series that uh, Brita Harian is also working on. Oh. Uh, yeah, so such as uh, currently I'm working closely with one of the correspondents on, uh, we have this series where we are actually interviewing like celebrity chefs. Uh, uh-huh. we, we talk more about their personal struggles, their life struggles, kind of like perhaps similar to uh, things that would be shared uh, today, la, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, like, nice. Personal struggles and that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. so, that's, that's, um, so that's one of the things that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so so I think um I mean with Britain I've I've done a lot of things. I felt that mm-hmm. I've worked for ten years. <laughs> but you really started COVID. right like hmm? last year, right? It's yeah, it's only one year. Yeah, yeah, one year actually, right? yeah, exactly. As a, it's been exactly one year, three days actually. Wow. Yeah, but it feels like I've done uh, a lot uh, <laughs> because yeah, I guess that's that's one of the requirements uh, mm. of. of, of being yeah, a journalist yeah, is it because, yeah, because being is it because being a journalist it's uh, your work is always back to back back to back uh, always continuing and finding new stories is it yeah so for us yeah, I mean uh, so interestingly I've had uh, conversations with uh, some of my friends who I interviewed along the way mm-hmm. and then after that they realised hey you actually just interview me then the next day the the code is out ready then I'm like yeah so that's <laughs> how we work so some of the yeah. wow. some of the articles that we do it could be could be a package. It could be it could be one or two pages long. Uh, it mm. could be a feature. Uh, most of them, uh, most if not all of them, sometimes are done. Um, in fact, within a span of a maximum of three days, uh, wow. because yeah, because otherwise, you know, the, your work will sort of start to backlog. So, like, mm. uh, I mean, at the start of the of my journey was really tough uh, because mm-hmm. you, know, you have to find that time as well as the context. I mean, you are new. Yeah, uh, and you're pursuing topics which require networks and all and and all that. So mm. I guess um, it's tough uh, to find the mm-hmm. context, to find the people, to find the person to interview, and at the same time, so you have to like, uh, uh, you know, write the story. So mm. yeah, sometimes sometimes the stories that you see on paper is done the day before. It, it wow, could even be like one or two pages long, but it could be a bit yeah, precisely. So wow. it takes so, a lot of yeah. hard work mm. to, and it takes a lot of effort on your part. Is it? So to build on SVG, yeah. yeah. You have to be, I mean, on one hand, of course, uh, I mean, the best the best thing to do first is always to seek guidance by your mm. seniors. La. I mean, that is mm. the most important. That is mm. the, always True. the first step. 
because uh, you are new. So uh, to ask uh, your fellow seniors, uh, how do you approach a topic? How what kind of angle could you create? Um, yeah. Uh, what are the different individuals that they might know that could help? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so so the more guidance you 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 get uh, on the earlier part of your journey, then the much um, I guess I guess it gets easier along the way because uh, more or less uh, the same person that you consulted, their mm-hmm. contacts, you know, you can sort of build your own contact friend. So you mm-hmm. just branch out and then you yeah. find a new. Uh, it could follow your own interest, lah. So I mean, I'm I'm I'm. I'm very keen on business reports actually. Oh. Of all the topics that I do, yeah, I, I, business reports have been recurring. Uh, at the same time also, I write um, the lifestyle pages every Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah. on top of my daily, I have Saturday uh, packages which is uh-huh. on lifestyle and then also wow. for the advance. We call it advance so we also uh, write our features for the following week so that's, that's within one week. That sounds like week. a very busy, very, very busy yeah. week. Correct, and on top of that, we have videos and we have like, yeah. you know, like uh, podcasts. We also have our podcasts and all that. So mm. we have all these wow. kind of things. Yep, so that is the modern day journalist. <laughs> wow. Is, is, That's insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody would, they would know that, that it takes so much effort or it takes so much um, commitment uh, before going yeah. into this. Would you say that you, you it, surprise, it surprises you that you had so much commitment, so much time and effort needed to do this job surprises me to some degree i think yeah i mean it was it was quite surprising lah because <laughs> you know at the end of the day we, we thought it's just a newspaper right i mean yeah. at the end of the day it's 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 a 16 page newspaper that, that comes uh-huh. out every day you know you kind of think you know you know how, how i mean the assumption is how could it be that tough but you, you have to understand <laughs> that to to publish a newspaper you know things are things have to be in very early so if mm. you were to for example let's say cover an event yeah. Um. Maybe like a minister visit or something, and mm. then that event takes that event could last between eleven a.m. to twelve. By the time you come back, you have to produce the article by two. So that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one. So so that is that's that's the daily. So I, that that one that one I would say as you go by, maybe a year or so, you mm. realize okay, that's that's one of the more easier challenges, lah. Oh my god. But yeah. For I me, think... for me, yeah. For me, the tough part is always the the juggling. So because you have mm. to know uh, that that, uh, like you know, you have you have video, you have multimedia work to to mm. do, and you also have print. So and you have to like switch your brain. For me, that's the toughest part: switching your yeah. brain between one topic to another, and also switching your brain from uh-huh. thinking about uh, doing print and also doing like um, uh, digital work. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So I have a question: like for you, like as a journalist, it's your role to do all of these things, like as one person, or like. I mean, do you work in a team and like for different stories, you do different things or like what? Because like maybe for those of um, our listeners who don't know what journalists do, like, you know, is yeah. this required for every single journalist, you know, to be able to be skilled in all of these aspects? Yeah, I, I guess I guess that boils down to, of course, the the newsroom, um, hmm. um, the way that the newsroom actually, uh, for me, for us in BH, um, I guess we were quite a tight team, so mm. um, we have to be multi-skilled as well as uh, well-equipped with a uh, new sense uh, to, to understand what is going on. Um, because you might never know, um, the same person who is doing health could be doing transport. The same mm. person who is doing transport could be doing lifestyle. I'm doing business at the same time, I'm doing like lifestyle, music, art and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Wow. So, yeah, so within a week, you have to switch. Uh, whether or not it's the same shared by everybody, I think more or less as... as um, I guess perhaps with um, more newsrooms going digital, more newsrooms diversifying their products, having mm. podcasts, having video. Mm. Even once upon a time, we didn't have uh, straight times to sort of like do video you know, and cover news yeah. for us. Mm. Um, they are actually down there doing all the work. So, you know, you could see the amount of resources that's being pulled to just one journalist. Mm. So I uh, know that that is on the company standpoint, but I guess on the individual standpoint, um, you're like, wow, you know, you have to you have to be um, adaptable uh, to be able to juggle between these kind of uh, skills. So you have to be good at your writing. You have mm. to be fast. Mm. At the same time, you also you have to be good on camera. You have to also know how to use the camera. You also oh, have wow. to know how to edit a video. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is the reality. It's 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 this is journalism. I mean, but I yeah. I think other other industries uh, perhaps maybe not just in the media but even mm. other industries they would be facing similar if not the same circumstances but mm. different skills lah. I yeah. understand. 
Yeah, I think like um, one of the things that I'm most interested to know since like I was a literature student, right, in NUS, yeah. like, you know, since I guess the most essential part of being a journalist is the writing, right? Like the writing yeah. skill, telling the story. Like, how would you say your experience is with regards to writing as a journalist? Like, you know, me and Hakim were discussing, like, is being a journalist just reporting news, like writing down the facts? Yeah. Or like, is it really weaving a story in order for people to know the deeper thing behind the occurrence, you know? So like, yeah, yeah so what is it? Okay, firstly, uh, it's a it's a continual. I mean, it's a continuous uh, ever. It's a it's a it is it is a learning journey that will last forever. I mean, when it comes to writing yeah. writing news as well as writing stories per se. Mm. Um, so news wise, there are different types of news. It could be hard news. Hard news meaning if there's something that's earth shattering or like mm. uh, the announcement is huge, you know, and you know that um, people are going to react. Uh, the The, the market would also react, you know, um, that involves numbers, you know, you, so you have to arrange your news points. So I've always followed this. Uh, I think one of my seniors have said that um, a good writer would end the story by the fourth line. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that, that's, that, that's the truth. So by the fourth line, the story has ended, which means to say that the, the, the story has whatever that you need to know for uh-huh. that particular event or that particular story it could be one page long it could be half a page long but the fourth line the story has had means the person already knows the story he doesn't have oh. to read the rest are all just uh, supporting points you know like you know so and so say uh, this uh, the, this expert says this oh, uh, wow. uh, uh, shown by this percentage and that kind of stuff yeah so so a good writer would, would already end his story between the fourth or the fifth line So that is a skill that uh, up till today, you know, especially <laughs> writing in Bahasa Melayu, right? You know, yeah, it's, it's a skill. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, so you so you have to be good in your vocabulary and mm. and not just like you know complex vocabulary, but even you see the best writers write the most simplest, simplest, and yeah, words. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you, you wow. start to realize it's a yeah. For me, it's a, it's a lifelong. I mean, till today, uh, sometimes, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I do re- still receive. Uh, I mean, you know, like uh, I guess uh, reprimands and that kind of stuff. <laughs> say, hey, you know, you gotta be your angles gotta be tighter. Yeah. Kind of so, I mean, I appreciate this because uh, at least I know that I'm still learning, and you know, there's no room to sort of like relax. And mm. but then also, there's also stories which are much more, you know, like uh, it requires a bit of a softer approach. You know, yeah. example, death stories. I mm. know when where you have to go down to interview the the victim mm. of of or, or maybe like the 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 son uh the son or the child of a victim and then that is already one skill to approach a newspaper yeah. newspaper who's grieving yeah, yeah. That's number one, and then also to approach it in writing. You know, you can't be, mm. you can't be. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was shocked to see his something like that. You know, then yeah. then, then he is gonna read it and he's like, you know, you gotta consider these kind of things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that is that is a different skill on its own. So mm. and and as a journalist, you have to be to be quick to switch. Um, I guess to switch mm-hmm. um your your thought to think about these kind of things. Uh, whether or not yeah. you so so. So in the morning you could be doing hard news. For example, let's say yeah. an accident happened, mm. or the government announces something. Uh, in the evening it could be maybe a softer approach. Eh? Maybe you could write about uh, something uh, relating to the market or relating mm. to someone or relating to an individual who is inspiring or, uh, or a civil servant who is uh, who has shown dedication to his work or who yeah. has helped save, save someone in the job. So so yeah. you get you have to like really kind of like juggle between these two. So are, are, are all these skills uh, you have to learn on the go or would they have taught you or would they have warned you beforehand? Um, these things will always be briefed. So uh, before uh-huh. we I mean, before we pursue stories, right? I mean, before we go yeah. down for a job, before we interview people, we would have to, like I said, um, consult your senior, lah, your mm. immediate senior. Um, so when you consult your senior, your senior would more or less know what's going on because they are the ones uh-huh. who assign you the the topic. Unless uh-huh. of course it's your own topic where you have your own personal mastery, you can just do it on your own lah. Uh, but um, for most most if not all topics, your seniors will already know what to do because they've been in the industry for the longest time. Mm. So the first layer of briefing would be you know he or she would be saying. Um, Okay, uh, so you approach it in this angle, try to get some stats, try to get some details, try to get some... So that would frame more or less the questions that you will ask the news the newsmaker ah, okay, or the okay, person okay, that you're going to interview. Yeah. Okay, so that is one end. So um, then after that, uh, crafting the story, right? So once the details are in, 
you mm. share, you know, you you brief back your your editor or your or your supervisor saying, okay, so this is what I got from the interview. He said this, he said that. And then after that, your 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 supervisor or editor would say, okay, uh, we just follow this uh, particular angle. You frame it. You frame the story uh. in this in a certain way. You open the curtain of the story in a certain way. You know, it's kind of like a oh. performance. You you have you know like a movie, right? You could you could start the movie from any point and still yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still tell the story, right? You know, yeah. but why why do Filmmakers want to open the story or the film at a certain scene or mm. a certain kind of plot, right? Yeah. So that it sets the plot of the story, and and usually by the what by the first ten minutes, you kind of know what the story yeah. is about. The rest yeah. is just going with the flow la, and trying mm. to like uh, fill in the the, the person with the mm. details. So that's roughly the process of coming up with a story and writing. Yes, and then also uh, if you if you ask me about um, learning the skill on the go, on one hand, yeah. I think uh, that's Perhaps that could take about sixty percent, lah. I mean, being being independent mm. and mm. trying to learn and trying to like uh, learn from your fellow writers, even looking into reports from the past, mm. from notable journalists, award-winning journalists. Um, we also read our own work to to double check and make sure that our writing is being tightened. We also look yeah. at other notable journalists from other news outlets. How do they approach stories? How do they that one? Whether it's whether it's suitable for the local audience. Mm. For us, it's the Malay audience, you know. <laughs> so there, there are all these factors, lah, that you would have to consider, lah, when when you are when you are pursuing this career, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like pursuing this career, like I think um, Hakim and I are curious as to you know what inspired you to take up this profession. So um, I think mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, you graduated with a degree in geography, right? No. Some no. Some Asian studies, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah, did you want to be a journalist from the beginning, or like you know, was this something that you only got interest in uh, towards the later part of your life, or like yeah, what was the inspiration behind this career uh, choice? Okay, to be frank, to be very frank, I mean, I have a personal story behind that, which I think I will save it for another time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, whether I wanted to be a journalist, I was the last thing on my mind. Mm. And, uh, uh-huh. To be honest, uh, when I when I was. And I joined. Um, I was, in fact, I was, I was offered. Like, I mean, I was actually working as a temporary staff first, and then that's when mm. they said, uh, "Okay, you're offered a job." And I'm like, "Would you be willing to take it up?" I'm like, oh, "Sure, I'm not. I don't mind trying. I know. I mean, I want to try. <laughs> mm. Sounds interesting to be yeah. a journalist. You know, the word journalist, right? Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds interesting, lah. But whether or not it was something that I wanted at that time, I guess I was okay with it. I wasn't like excited, or nor was I like. Um, um, against the idea know, against the idea uh, uh, yeah. it, was the, it was the least thing because um, cause, I mean you know in Southeast Asian studies uh, I guess you know me um, I do music and at the same time also I, I, mm. I do some yep. art and because I've been involved mm-hmm. in the art scene uh-huh. uh, and um, before this I worked uh, in, in, in in NUS I worked uh, in a museum right so I actually wanted to do along the lines of curatorial research or research in the region or something oh. or academic yeah, something that's much more, I guess, that's bound lah. Right? I can do my research on my own time or become yeah. an independent researcher or writer, something like that. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't thought that I would be a journalist or more so in a Malay <laughs> newspaper, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still remember when I had to do my writing test, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is like, the last time I did this was, oh, that was like. JC? Poly? Yeah, in JC, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But before this, I did uh, Bahasa Indonesia lah. I mean, in oh, English, yes. but that was yeah. uh, that was much easier. Mm. Yeah, it's a whole different thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's different now. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you mentioned that on the side and I think everybody who is listening to this and who knows Harith knows that you're not just somebody who does one thing at once. You do like a million and one things at one oh, no. time. Yeah, <laughs> so like you just mentioned that you were into music and you also have your own photography yeah. pursuit. So like, yeah, I think as part of the arts the arts passion versus profession series like we're really curious to know like um this part about your passion which is the music part so we know that you have this band called the it and that you guys do a lot of jamming and do a lot of like what do you call it hakim sound mixing yeah soundscapes and stuff like that so yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe you want to share with um people listening like what is your music exactly and what is the it's uh, oh okay the, what is the it's uh, to be honest until today we don't know we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every single performance when the MC yeah. asks you you guys do, well, always answer the same thing <laughs> uh, 
the the name itself like I told you I told you so, I think I told people so many times we yeah. didn't know how the name got there but the best <laughs> thing that I always tell is it was actually a typo but okay uh, <laughs> what is the it's okay but I mean right now that we have it's been three years since we formed the band that was mm. back in 2017 uh. mm. so it's been three years um the band in short is an experimental alternative rock band mm-hmm. um Uh, yeah, so we also do kind of like experimental stuff like soundscapes, uh, ambient work. Uh, we collaborate with artists to, you know, when they have a show or when they have a work that they want to portray, then we also do some like kind of like background collaboration work ah. uh, to sort of allow their work to to bring life to the world, at least in the visual, in the audio realm. And uh-huh. then on the other hand, also, we also, I also, I'm, I mean, I, I'm the writer of most of the songs. Uh, yeah. Mm. And I also compose the songs, so... Uh, along, I mean, along with my, along with my, um, my members, um, my my members uh, who who have been absolutely amazing, <laughs> talented people whom mm-hmm. I owe my life to. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So um yeah. So we do we do write songs and we also mm-hmm. do uh, produce albums. We are also um, working on, I guess, uh, working towards a more professional production of our work. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Knowing that we've gained a bit of traction over the years with the art community, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So, just want to ask because your type of music or the genre of your music is very, very unique or uh, unconventional or not the mainstream, katakan. Mm. So, okay, lah. Mm. Yeah. So, we just want to ask. So, what inspired you mm. to go that route of music? Ah, oh, this goes. This goes back. This <laughs> goes back to wow. That was like. 24 years ago I think 4 years ago lah 4 years ago um, okay I mean firstly for me um, unconventional conventional music is really dependent on how you know at the end of the day how do you define it right yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True, some yeah. people some people <laughs> be like listening to weird stuff or like ASMR stuff over on YouTube <laughs> like, hey this is this that's is true. like 1 million 3 million views then I'm like listening that This isn't weird if it's three million. This is no longer unique, you know. There's three million <laughs> other people who's like listening to this thing. <laughs> I mean, in terms of numbers, okay. But yeah. uh, I guess for me, uh, to be honest, when I started out when I was young, I wasn't really like into weird music or stuff. I mean, mm. I started off with very like everyone. We I like rock, then mm. I I like hip hop, and after that, I like uh, like kind of like British uh, rock bands with, mm. uh, like you know big bands and that kind of stuff like bands mm. like U2 Coldplay these kind of guys mm. I guess it's only recently when I met Rudy um, I mean oh. the guitarist yeah. for the hits uh-huh. uh, that was when he introduced me to a lot of the other sort of like um, the much more um, outgoing bands lah, bands which are least heard of and then I was like oh no they really opened up my mind to that yeah, so so that was in 2016 so in 2016 um Interestingly, I, I I came across this video on YouTube. So there was this guy basically just playing with his guitar and making kind of like ambient music. Mm. And I used that music to to study. Uh. So oh, I was thinking, okay. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same and, like Hakim. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, um, when so I was looking at the equipment that he was using, and also I mean I used before before 2016, I called myself I used to be a guitarist, you know. Because wow. I, I totally sort of like gave up, or rather I I put the hobby aside for the longest mm. time. Uh, in NS, I totally forgot about the hobby, and then I told myself, hey, actually, the 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 stuff that he's using to produce this kind of music is not that expensive. Mm-hmm. When I look at, because Lazada was was being a was 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 a, a thing, was a huge thing, right? And then there were lots of equipment, music equipment that was used, and they were from uh, China lah, and then they were like quite cheap. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, no, I would like to try it, so I bought a few, and then slowly became every month I buy one. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> obsession. Every month I buy one. That's you know, how like everything starts. Twenty, thirty dollars. You know, I was like, okay, lah, I can lah. You know, save a bit, and then buy one. Slowly yeah. became an obsession, and then became uncontrollable. Then, <laughs> then you had a whole studio before you knew it. Yeah, exactly. So, so I <laughs> oh, the studio took about four, three, four years. Eh, to, wow. To I mean, whatever it is, lah. So, um, so yeah. So eventually, I started producing those music for myself, lah. For me to actually just uh, listen. Mm. So, mm. Uh, long story short, um, 2017, the East was formed. Um, basically, we just did covers and then we just rearranged because I was really doing this kind of music. So basically, mm. I just made made whatever music that we liked and then we covered it mm. but changed it to the to the to the way that uh, to the way that we, we wanted it lah. Mm. And then in 2018, um, say I have I was um I was um I was a fanboy of this guitarist for the longest time since I was uh since I was in JC. Okay. Uh, his name is Randolph Arulala. So um, uh, he he's also an experimental guitarist, local experimental guitarist that not many people know about. But 
Mm. I was a fanboy of him because I, I felt that he's the only guy who does what I do and who does what I really love. Okay. Um, uh, in, in Singapore. And when I was uh, I was pursuing a research on music in in, in the local context or experimental music uh-huh. local context for, for, for my paper um, in NUS, right? For one of my modules. So I, I, I just tried lah. I mean, I thought this guy was famous or something. So I messaged him on Facebook. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And I asked him, hey, um, is it okay if I could come down to your place and interview you? Because he's been featured in Street Time. So I can uh-huh. know his house and I guess uh, I know oh, how wow. he's like. Okay. So I messaged and? him uh, personally on Facebook. And then after that, um, I think it was like midnight or 1 a.m. You know, something about creatives at, at this time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've heard he messaged, that. Yeah. He messaged me and said, hey, you know, why don't you come down? Uh, we have a, an event this weekend. You know, I could show you around, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, wow. Yeah. He was like, he was like willing to show. And then I was, I went there and that was when I, my mind was blown. You know, that was when I started uh, to realize oh. there is an entire community of experimental musicians, really talented people, people uh-huh. in the scene who have been there for the longest time who do it. Uh, I mean, on top of just just on top of just money. I mean, on top of money lah. I mean, there's mm. a bit of money involved, a bit of economic aspect to it. But I guess for the passion to sustain it, I was really blown away because I was in a. I mean, I mean, we all grew up uh, in Singapore thinking that oh, there's there's this very linear yes, of definitely. Life, right? you know, yeah, you study, you and work. there's the conventional route. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get your money and then after yeah. that, you spend all your money into <laughs> into whatever things to, to fulfill the consumption pattern and then after that, you know, uh, that's, that's wow. how life is like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have kids and all that. And then uh, and then after that, when I met these guys, it's like, uh, you know, my mind was really very, it's, it's almost hard to be like, oh, really? Uh, you're, you're for, for like 10 plus, 20 plus years pursuing all art, you know, and then, mm. and then um, juggling... Um, live and they kind of said, yeah, yeah, I know it's we are really passionate about this kind of thing. So I was really blown away, and that was when I was, uh, and that was when I started to realize. So I, we've been, I guess to some extent, um, if we we think in that linear way, wow, well, we've mm. been really missing out uh, on mm. this life. Uh. Yeah. So 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 that was when I I started pursuing deeper uh, into the music. Mm. So long story short, so that was 2017. Uh, sorry, not 2018. 2017 when I met him. Yeah. And 2018 because Randolph knows that I was playing guitar in a certain way. And okay. he's like, hey, uh, I got this tour coming up next year. Mm. Why not you help join and and co-organize with me? And I was like, you know, fanboy, you know. I was wow, like, that must have I was been like, amazing. I cannot believe he just said that. And <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, and then I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, sure, why not? You know, I told myself, uh, I mean, on, on top of um, my own personal kind of like, I was also looking for a research topic uh, for my mm. thesis. Mm. Mm. Turned out it became my eventual thesis. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because it was a subject that I, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity, right? It's, yes, it's, it's a community, it's an opportunity to enter a community that definitely. not many people have access to, mm. to some extent. And, you know, and I guess a lot of people do not know so much. Mm. If people will be asking, why do you do this and all that? I mean, I guess the layman, lah. people in the art scene will know that this thing has, has, has I mean, the, 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 what do you call it? The experimental music world has been going around for the longest time. Mm. So yeah, then I, so then we co-organized a tour. Uh, I went, I went on tour with him, uh, with Randolph and his team, to Malaysia, mm-hmm. to different states in Malaysia, and then to wow. Jogja. And that was during uh school period. You know, I had to ask my teacher. Oh. I don't remember the lecturer Gobenglan from from NUS. Ah, uh, I need to take off for two weeks. <laughs> and she's like, "Why are you going?" I said, "I'm doing research. I'm playing music. I'm going on tour." And I said. Hey, yeah, sure, go, go ahead. Wow. Like, it's the best. Wow. I, like, like, I mean, like, in short, right, for you guys who are listening and uh-huh. who are, like, pursuing your studies, in short, right, really, really don't, don't ever, don't ever do things that you feel is just to fulfill the economy, you know? Because mm. at that point of time, I, I honestly, when I joined NUS, uh, yeah. doing Southeast studies was really for, for, I mean, really for fun. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and then, I had so much fun that I actually took, fun seriously and then eventually it became mm. work and then eventually it led yeah. me I guess eventually it led me to places la. wow so I guess your passion really became the main thing in your life I guess uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy to, to say that <laughs> uh, because uh, there were there have been there, there's definitely been struggles you know to, mm. to prove to different um, people along the way that hey this idea is working out Mm. Uh, where have where there's I mean out of like I guess the million and one ideas I think probably only mm. three ideas work out. You know? Precisely, so exactly. that's yeah. the tough part. Mm. Yeah, I yeah yeah. So I I guess <laughs> since you have, you you brought it up lah. So you said that 
you have built up this passion into something that uh, you are striving towards and then you are now working towards to make it into uh, your profession itself. And you said just now that there are barriers that you have to overcome or you face during this journey. So mm-hmm. maybe you can share with us what were those barriers? Because I know as yeah. as creatives, again, in Singapore, it is unconventional. It's an unconventional work, uh, uh, route to take. And definitely there are barriers that we face. So mm-hmm. what kind of barriers have you faced in this journey so far? I guess uh, barriers would always be, you know, like, again, I talked to you about the mindset. I mean, the mindset mm. will encompass a lot of things. Yeah. Um, like even when I, remember when I told you when I first met them and then when I saw them, I was asking myself this question, hey, you know, how come these people like, like you know, never think of like, <laughs> life per se you know I mean <laughs> that, yeah. you know that was when I started yeah, I feel like I feel like really terrible thinking like this you know, uh-huh, why? Uh-huh. because these people some they have families they have kids yeah. they support their kids and then it doesn't don't you like ask them don't you don't you beg wanting to ask this question hey like how do you guys do it and that mm. was that, that was when they actually share you know they are they are creative in that aspect as well so um, I guess the barriers for me was of course you know at the end of the day as a creative you you will want to produce a product. Okay. You know, some yeah, kind of product, yeah. right? That could be, could be an artwork, uh, it could mm. be an artist, could be music, could be anything. Like, could be a digital marketing platform, could uh-huh. be like, you know, a podcast. You know, this is considered like your pro- product, right? Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, the barriers would be how do you firstly penetrate into the scene, um, mm. make the product known. Mm. Um, that's number one. And also to prove to people that this thing is something, is an idea that could work out. Mm. Because along the way, people will find it absolutely hard to believe and welcome to this place called, you know, this, this little beautiful island which has very clear goals, uh, which most mm-hmm. people will have very clear goals to, to pursue in life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard because, you know, we also have pressures from our parents. Yeah. Um, some of you who have been in a relationship will also understand that there's also pressures from your 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 future spouse or mm. your or your or your loved one um, mm. who would be asking you the question uh, hey when when are you gonna you know at least yeah. make some you know financial yeah. contribution <laughs> from this or fi- to, to get that monetary uh, return from this yeah the yeah. question is always about stability and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's important, yeah. And also because um, some of the challenge is also partly got to do with internal life. If you have this mm. kind of ideas, right? I mean, doing ambient music uh, and then you were thinking who would want to listen, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you've got to... Yeah. So, so on one hand, it's about... Um, for me, that I mean, if you're asking for for, for solutions lah, um, to, to calm that, 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 that one is... Firstly, is you need to re- meet the right people lah. Mm. it's always people 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 meeting networking right, right? yeah um, I wouldn't use the word network because <laughs> you know, network nowadays have lots of like underlying thoughts <laughs> you know uh, you're trying to make use of people make use of other people right uh, I don't know but for me it's, it's always about people like, mm. like meeting the right like the the when I say the right people is which means that people who may at the same time criticize your work so um, yeah, bad understand that you grow Mm, and that's yeah. that's where and those are the keepers, you know. Rather than the, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but rather than people who who just uh, say, "Hey, good job, oh, nice." The work, yes people, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 for me is more because I remember I think one of the advices that some of my mentors or some of the people that I've met along the way they've been really tough uh, on some of my work, and then I, you know, mm. it, it, it it you can call it that initially I wanted to put it as the obstacle, but it's. Not. <laughs> You know, it's really yeah. not, it's, it's, it really boosts you after something that, you that know, helped you in yeah. your journey yeah it, it yeah. develops your skill develops your your thinking about or at least asking yourself are you serious in this or are mm. you still doing it for fun you know? yeah yeah and I guess this yeah. is something that a lot of creatives or our listeners can learn also which is about uh taking criticisms positively mm. because definitely mm. it is something that uh, they will have to face again this is what we have we've talked about with the previous episode also about for creatives to to have uh, a bit a bit more thick skin yeah. Mm. so yeah. yeah I mean because at the end of the day if you are doing I mean if you want to be a creative full time mm. um, I mean you have to be realistic la. you have to really balance um, at the end yeah. of the day you still have a life to support you yeah. still have people yeah. who's going to depend on you right yeah 
You so yeah. you have to start thinking of these kind of plans. And the only way for you to think of these kind of plans is to really diversify your skills. So you've got to be, especially in a context uh, like Singapore, which I really kind of feel that it's, it's the best thing to have or is the best place to be a creative because it forces you to think on these two two different levels. On one hand, it's your creative and artistic side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh-huh. it's your survivability side, which drives uh-huh. you to... to at the end of the day, stay grounded to 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 want mm. to make sure that this product works. Um, you need to meet the right people. You need to mm. meet the people who would give you the um resources and the 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 thoughts or rather the the guidance for you to have this idea work out for you. You know, like if you mm. want to do a podcast, who do you seek help with? Yeah. What kind of skill do you want to kind of build? Uh, who have been notable in the podcast scene and who could you ask questions to? And sometimes these guys, interestingly, truth be told, I've been, I, I wrote lots of articles uh, for, for, for some of like uh, the people in the, in the entertainment scene. They would be more than willing to actually help the young ones out, really, mm. for free. I mean, not, I mean, for free, I mean, really for, for free, like come down and you know, talk to them and they would be willing to share their knowledge because, you know, that makes them feel that the their work have, their work have reached somewhere or have touched uh, someone's yeah. heart, you know. And so, I, yeah, so that's, that's, that's and I guess it's something a lot of creatives are afraid of, or a lot of individuals are afraid of, which is to approach somebody notable in terms of in the area, right? Yeah, yeah, not only notable but also very well adapted in the scene. Perhaps maybe I can touch upon a bit of topic on this. I know uh-huh. I think I think one of the uh, biggest barriers uh, is actually this thing called Instagram fandom. Uh. For me, okay, that, that's, what do you mean? Been, for me, that's really the biggest. I mean, I think um, I still remember uh, one of uh, there was one time. I mean, me and Hakim we did photography, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, after that, uh, so I mean, I think I approached one photographer, and then we were looking for 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 photographers to to cover an event. And after I asked this guy, hey, wanna 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 help collaborate with us? You know, we have uh, some work to do. And then he said, yeah, hey, sure. And after that, oh, so what made you? pick up photography and then say, I want to be like Brandon Wolfel. <laughs> you know, the, the guy who makes the very kind of yeah, like yeah, glittery, yeah. glittery like uh-huh. kind of photography. Uh-huh. Then you're like, uh, I mean, sure, I guess everyone wants to be like that, you know, because he's got like millions or a few hundred thousand followers, followers stuff, right? Yeah. Mm. You know, do you, do you, do you realise that you are part of his marketing game, you know, I mean, mm. part of this whole uh, you know, movement to to sort of look at someone and like, oh, I want to be like you. Mm. I think that I think the biggest distraction is the, the biggest distraction is actually Instagram because Instagram from the word instant, right? Um, mm. Things seem like they are easy to do. Things seem like you can sort of put something aesthetically well, cut corners, and then put it out there, and then it's like, wow, you're a professional. Mm. But the people who are really good on Instagram are really very very professional. Yeah, they have yeah. tons of experience. They know how to use the algorithm. They know how to use the marketing strategy. I mean, it's not a coincidence that these guys are there. You mm. know, if you if you if you take closer look at their profiles, some of them have been have worked in the media. Some of them have worked as full time photojournalists. Yeah. Some of them have been in the industry for some time, and then you start to realize, you know, you are looking for the wrong idol because mm. your idol is so close by it could be living in the next block but you don't know mm. but you decided to look at someone far far away on, on instagram and for mm. me that's when that's when that's the trouble for me on on the creative end of of things on uh especially in the social media world because you kind of just want to be a creative overnight you know uh, yeah, 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 yeah. put some filters Ta-da, I'm a professional. Yeah. Uh, it takes lots more than that. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why these guys, their content is always up there is because mm. look at the frequency of their, yeah. their uploads. Look at the way they write. You know, okay. like again, you know, that's when I, when I'm a journalist, when I see these guys who have really big followers, you look at the way they angle their posts. <laughs> mm. You know, it's the same thing. They capture your attention, you know, in a, in a, in a certain way. Yeah. Wow, yeah. all these insights and intel from a journalist. Now and we know how intel, these people but, do this. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something to behold, right? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. At the same time, also, you could be daunted by it, but at the same time, also be inspired. And it's just, hey, you know, who do I ask questions mm. to? Who do I... Look for the right people. I, yeah, and they would be the ones who would be... Who, who would you you would owe your life to? And you start to realize that life is a never-ending never learning journey. You know? And Definitely. that's, where, that's mm. what it should be, especially as a creative or as someone in the scene, especially in someone in the scene. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think like okay. Firstly, I feel like I'm experiencing information overload because yeah. I think Harith with, with us has shared like so many things, and I'm just like trying to process everything. And yeah. I guess like one thing that um maybe our listeners are curious to know about is like you know, so you're a journalist who works like crazy hours and who does you know many yeah. things at once. Mm-hmm. You do music. You also have like photography on the side. So like you mentioned just now, right? Like pursuing creativity, but also ensuring survivability. So yeah. like maybe. How how would you say you have managed thus far? You know what are some of the things mm-hmm. that you make sure you do so that you can uphold all of these? You know, being realistic yeah. but also staying true to your passion. Because I think like Hakim and like you mentioned just now, people are scared to do many things at once. People yeah. are scared to branch out from the norm because for them, okay, I know what this is. I know this works. This nine to five job is perfect, and like I can live, so that's all I need. You know, but like you know, you with a crazy schedule, how do you do it? And what would you say to everyone listening? Wow, okay. In yeah. fact, I am I myself am struggling right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Uh, interestingly, well, you you brought this topic at the right time because at the same time we are facing COVID, right? Mm. Yeah. In fact, actually, COVID has actually allowed us to be able to pursue more things, you know, because you start because if you are an efficient, um, I mean, if you could work efficiently, you realize that you have more free time. Mm. Really. And that's, that's the kind of uh, goal that you have to achieve. Okay, firstly, um, I started off as a photographer. I think Haki will know this, right? Yeah. Yep. We started off as, you know, really just two two young guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, thanks for the post. I, I, forgot, to, I forgot to... No problem, no problem. I reply. I'm really sorry. Senpai. <laughs> it's okay. We know your busy schedule now. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, we started off in photography. Um, For me, that was my... Uh, a, a, a way to achieve financial freedom because in fact throughout uh, university um, I, mean, I guess I know I guess thank God or you know, I was quite lucky that the networks that I was, I was I, that I had uh, from my previous photography job to mm. then starting on my own you know they, they supported me uh, you know the recurrent people you know in fact I was I was able to make do monthly you know like even if I continue to today actually monthly it was it's, it's actually okay you know it's just that you got no CPF lah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this is on the money standpoint. Yeah. Money standpoint. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that um throughout that whole process um because at the same time back in uni we also had modules to do right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I guess most of you guys who are in uni will probably realize oh, workload is crazy. Sometimes we cannot need to study. Yeah. Sometimes I also had photograph photographs to edit weekly. We had shoots to shoot. Yeah. It's already that life for yep. me. Yep. <laughs> It's already that, like, you know, sleeping late and then producing photos, uh, printing it, liaising with clients, you know, this whole baggage of skill, trying to sell your product, trying to produce the product and trying to finish the product, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these aspects. So that's one. So I already had that life. <laughs> so right now, my, my university is done. Right? I was a photographer and then right now I'm working as a journalist. So I got journalism. Luckily, photography has dropped a lot. You know, I, I decided to just relax a bit, you uh-huh. know, and then after that... Uh, Maybe do a bit of reshuffling here and there. Think about whether or not uh, it's feasible, whether or not the market is good. Got to do my own research. Uh, but right now, my the, the thing that that is going full swing is the the music part. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so how do I juggle? Uh, firstly, you really need to number one have uh, trust with the people you are working with. Uh huh. I mean, that's the first part. The people factor is always important. Trust mm. with the people and the people who are closest to you, who needs your help, who needs your attention. You must tell them that this is so and so is your life. This is the things that you've signed your life to. Yeah. In a sense. This is what you've committed to and they must be understanding to it. Okay. Mm. And then the people who are you're working with, you must tell them, hey, I have a nine to five. I can only dedicate that much time. Can you also do the same? Surprisingly, sometimes they'll be more than willing because they also have their own 9 to 5 or they have their mm-hmm. own things and they have family issues. That kind of stuff. So reach a mutual agreement with the people that you're working with so that uh, people know when not to touch you and people know when to touch you. Mm. And finally is, yeah, you need to be, you need to learn to be really efficient. And now more than ever, especially during COVID where uh, work and play is, is, is muddled together, right? It's, yeah, the lines are playing entirely, right? But you, you know that it's it's really up to you to not blur it. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. up to the worker. So how? What time do you want to wake up? Uh, mm. What time do you want to finish work? What time do you want to you know do your own thing? Mm. If if it's a nine to five, you still have five to eight. That's three hours, for example. You still have five to ten. That's five hours. Mm. There's a lot of time to actually do something creative, right? You can yeah. Do something before you sleep. Um, you know, and maybe for just 
five hours a week or maybe ten hours a week. That's mm-hmm. like two days. Then you could do something interesting, right? You could go for a course, go for you know reskilling or go for mm. something that you've never done before. Learn it, learn about it, build your skill. Five hours is really a lot of time. If yeah, you really think about it, yeah, it's, it's it's really a lot of time. So yeah, it's it's when you look at it. In that way, that's when you start to realize, hey, actually, uh, you have twenty four hours a day. That's more than enough time for you mm. to do what you want. So it's it, it takes it takes time to be responsible. The word is responsible, actually, to be responsible mm. about your time and 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 disciplined. Um, yeah, you want to do. So you need to have the discipline. You need to have the 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 commitment. You need to also take care of your health, lah. Yeah. Yep. So that is in short how I juggle. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of so, work. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and it's true. Uh, it is, again, to just re-emphasize your point, it's about communication. So communication with your loved ones to to find out again uh, yeah. when is the right time to where where you can spend time with them or when is the time that yeah. you have to spend on your own to develop mm. your own creativity and stuff yeah. like that. And it's also about discipline. Especially now, right, COVID is becoming hard uh, for people to be disciplined because of everything being grey and yeah. muddled mm. together. Yeah, and also again, uh, finally about being responsible also lah. So about being responsible for your own creative work. Yeah, so this uh, I I feel lah. Uh, I feel like this is all important things also, and something that I can learn also because again, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just starting work also. So this is something <laughs> that I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, like even uh, yeah, even in my within my nine to five, I have print to clear. I also have my yeah. videos to edit. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's gonna just add on more. So if you exactly. are not if you are not disciplined and you cannot. Mm find the time uh, at the same time you you can't find a way to be creative on your own way to save yourself from being to to, to save yourself from dying right yeah <laughs> <laughs> then you know you know it's going to happen to not just me it's going to happen to everyone right now that's you know, true the, the, the market yeah. is going to change entirely after covid you know yeah. they realize hey you know if you guys are working at home, I start to realize, hey, actually, you all can wake up late you know, or you all can wake up slightly early. You know, the bosses will know that and then the work the workplace is going to change. The workload is going to intensify. You know, mm. your responsibilities between your family life as well as your work life will also come to a culmination point at one point. So, again, it's all about being creative at, at trying yeah. to dedicate and putting discipline, putting some time, you know. If, mm. if work starts at nine, it starts... At nine, if you can work yeah. early, start, it could even end at four thirty or four. Mm. If you could work fast, you know, and you mm. clear, hey, my work is done for the day. I'm done. Tell your supervisor that's it. I'm done for the day. Mm. After that, do everyone ah, you know, could go for dinner, could go yeah. to the studio, could go back to home, could go back to your laptop, and then do something interesting. Do something yeah. about Again, you still have that time all the way until eight or before bedtime lah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think this, this goes to, uh, this. Goes to the goes well to the next question, which is to okay. So, for example, if there is a young person out there who wants to uh, strive for towards their creative endeavors, or mm. they want to be creative, what advice would you give them? Or advice, how, is it? yeah. For example, like macam how to start all the way until, uh, yeah lah, how to be successful in it lah, and not to make yeah bad mistakes. Wow. Uh, okay. Firstly. Not to make bad mistakes, look. I, look, I always make mistakes. In fact, <laughs> the younger you are, the more you should make mistakes, so that it's people true. will be so willing to correct you. Mm. Right now, when you are, yeah, when, when you're older and you you are much more professional, what? Well, no, they would. The 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 show is on you, man. Yeah, you know, afford to commit mistakes. Yeah. So if you are young, in fact, make mistakes. So that's number one. Okay. <laughs> uh, make the more mistakes you make, the more you learn. Okay. And then I always believe that regret is the best lesson. Teacher. <laughs> Yeah, the regret is the best lesson in life. When you regret, you still you cringe. Uh, I feel like committing suicide for doing something. <laughs> you know, like, mm. I, like I don't, I don't like, you know, I don't like my previous work. You know. Yeah, so and then you, you want to be so better. Fast. Yeah, you grow. You will grow super fast. Yeah, so that's that's okay. I mean, before you go to that level, of course. Okay, so firstly, if you are young and you are looking out to to portray or to 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 pursue a craft, right, or mm. pursue anything lah, not just not just you know in the creative scene, but anything. Firstly, is be the naive guy it's perfectly fine to be naive and have an idol like like as mm. before right have an idol have someone that you can follow you mm. feel like hey you know I kind of like uh, maybe I don't know some musician or I kind of like this artist mm-hmm. I kind of like Van Gogh for example I kind of okay. like Picasso for example okay. <laughs> you you like these guys right follow them you know read about them understand what they do mm-hmm. kind of gives you a glimpse of that world that you want to 
you, you that you want to pursue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then once you are you are dreaming and you are dreamy a bit, that's when you stop. Okay, you stop, and then you look around you, you look nearby. Whether first you ask yourself, can you do it or not? <laughs> that's the yeah. Thing, right? That's that's the realistic point. Can you really do it? Yeah. Uh, can you do it? Do you have the skills to do it? Do you have? Mm. So that's when you start to realize. Hey, you know that's when I need to work on this aspect. I need to develop on this aspect. I need to build up my photography skills, for example. So where do I go? Buy a camera? No. You could always get a job. <laughs> I always tell us, like, get a job. Yeah, get a job. You know, just, just fill up an inquiry. Say, hey, I want to learn. You know, I want to work. I, I want to be a freelancer. Or mm. I just want to part-time with you. I want to learn photography. Most, most if not all, people will be, will be willing to, mm. to help out. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it could be anyone. So And, and yeah, again, we have Instagram, we have that kind of stuff. Just DM the guy and just say, hey, I want to help out. I want to join you for a photography tour. So like, okay, yeah, that's it. You're on. If you want to be a painter, you want to be an artist, sign up for a course or sign up mm. for a one-to-one, these kind of things. You know, you got to make that commitment. Anything, even even in a business, you need to have a capital, right? Money mm. comes in first, right? So if you're really serious about being who you want to be, you got to spend the money. So if you want to be a photographer, mm. you have to buy a camera and that kind of stuff and so on. Mm. Nothing comes to you free. Full stop. Okay? That's the most important bit. So yeah, so it's it's about basically building your skills. So once you have the skill, what's next? What is next? Once once you have the skills, what what is next? What is that make it or break it? Mm-hmm. That's when you start to realize, okay, this is where you start to focus a bit more internally, mm. a bit more on your own. What makes you different than the other? What makes mm. your practice different than the other? What makes your style or your product different? And that's when you have to do this thing called market market research lah. It, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's called market research, but on your own, it's it's basically just exploring, mm-hmm. you know, um, going out more often, going out for more gigs, um, trying out new stuff, um, meeting more people. All of these mm. factors is where you design your world. You know, you sort of start yeah. to mm. you sort of start to realize, hey, your, your idea is there, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So it's about experimenting lah. Yeah, and right. then. And then once you're and then once you're confident to the idea, mm. don't be proud of it. You know, don't be so hung up on it. Like, oh, mm. this is the best idea. Again, you gotta go back to the people. Correct, mm. Meet the people whom you think could help you out. You know, mm. could be if you if for example, you know, there's I did an article on this kind of like this this seven seven guys who started a rapping kind of uh, platform for youth. I thought it was really great. You know, these, mm. are, these are some examples because sometimes the guys who are making the opportunities are really people like among us. Mm. They are the yeah. same age. They have similar passions. They work in a similar field. And then you realize, hey, actually the world is much smaller. And then you, when you meet them in person, you you create the confidence and say, hey, no, I'm, I'm really interested in, in wanting to learn about this or mm. I want to participate in this. Could you help me out? Dude, they'll be more than willing to like help you. you know if you I mean if you're turned down wow you know that that is really I guess if you're turned down you know in, in some ways it could either be a lesson or it could also be that you know that person is just not for you yeah. yeah so once you meet these guys and then they would give you the best give you the best advice then you just have to go back to your drawing board and then just ask yourself is this really what you want is this really the one that you settle for mm. and once once you've already felt confident with it then just yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you sign and say okay I'm gonna commit to it I'm gonna give it a few years I'm gonna make mistakes still continue making mistakes and then perfect the product and keep on perfecting yeah. and along the way the same level of process goes find your idol find someone to help you out find the people who will help you out get some feedback mm. And keep on practicing, ah. Mm. Yeah, don't, don't, don't like you know, the, the, the creative yeah. favorite phrase, ah. Don't stop creating, ah. Yeah, and I think one thing we can learn from this for everybody listening is that we have to be proactive in what we want. We have mm. to pursue yeah. what we want proactively and not be passive and wait for it to come to us. Because again, mm. like yeah. finding uh, an idol or working towards your dream or uh, mm. entering an industry, it all takes a lot of effort on our own part, right? Mm. Yeah. So I guess this is something that we can learn from. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there have been lots of like people who say, especially in the music scene, so, oh, no, nobody cares, nobody cares, that kind of stuff. I mean, to be honest, if you look <laughs> at the, the majority of listeners listening to uh-huh. local music, dude, it's close to none. You know, in fact, our local musicians market their music elsewhere, overseas. Their yep. music is 
to overseas. Yep. By 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 listeners overseas, for example, you know the the economy is as such, and then you know people say there's no appreciation and that kind of stuff. On one hand, it's a given. You know, this is these are there are conditions which at the end of the day, creatives have to understand that it's just it. Yeah. Whether or not you could be the next guy who would, who would, who would rattle and change it. I mean, that would be the best thing ever, right? Mm. The next guy who would find a solution to this. But other than that, dude, you have to find your 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 niche. You have to find mm. that, that 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 kind of like to to tighten to tighten your 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 angle or your story. You know, like this is you. This is what you can offer. You know, and these are the people that you want to work for. And especially now with the market, even everyone's like saying Spotify is a good thing. You know, everyone <laughs> make music and that kind of stuff. But look at how niche the market is. Yeah. yeah. In order for you to earn your first dollar, you need to have like what. Hundred thousand to to plus listeners streams that's like forever, yeah. Lot, yeah. One stream is zero point zero 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 four cents. <laughs> One million could only earn you like what a uh, hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. So okay. so so that's <laughs> so then then so what is the market now? Is it is it competitive? Is it on? You know, it's 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 gonna be tough, man. If if you if you gotta be. No, of course, uh, this is on the on the economic side. I mean, at mm. the end of the day, we have to. I know, for me at least, I believe that um, creators should be rewarded what they what they yeah. are for. Definitely. But at the same time, they should not be overworking to the point where you know they are entering the battlefield. Hold on, ah, my brother. Okay, uh, so so I mean, is to to not enter the battlefield without a weapon, lah. You know, you mm, just come in, and definitely. Just like, uh, you know, you got to, <laughs> you got to come in with a with a you know coming in with a with a with an open mind is different than an empty mind, uh, Definitely. Like that, mm, yeah. Yeah, I think. Wow, I think uh, definitely this episode has opened up my mind a lot, and you know, if I may like summarize or if I may draw from my experience you. in literature, right? Like we did this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, my family is also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in literature, we had this one um, module called Utopias and Dystopias, and then we discussed a lot of philosophical ideas in it. You know, and then there was this one quote that says, you know, uh, this one quote or this one question that says, "What's the difference between living and existing?" You know, yeah. and then living is actually just like survival. It's like eating, having having a place to live, shelter, and everything. But existing is. I'm sorry, but existing. <laughs> <laughs> commercial break existing is something that gives you life you know it's the yeah. values mm. that you hold it's the things that make yeah. you feel like you are alive and that's different from just food or shelter and everything and the yeah. thing that I appreciate about whatever Harith has shared with us today is that you wow. don't just need one or the other and you actually need both and you actually yeah, need them to integrate together in order to have like an enriching and a fuller life so I think if yeah. there's anything that you know I'm taking away from today it's that you know like you yeah. need to be able to pursue your passion but at the same time be grounded in wherever you are at. And for us, it's Singapore. Yeah. For us, it's this society that we have full of criticism, full of like, you know, economic priorities and everything. So yeah, yeah I think for those listening out there, like really just do what you want to do, but also be aware of where you are in order for you to be able yeah. to sustain and on, in order for you to be able to go far with your passions. So yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Harith. I think hey, my mind has been like... It's my pleasure, yeah. I mean, mind this blown. Is a, I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant platform to, to share with your... I mean, to share with the listeners, like, definitely. Mm. Um, as well, I mean, more importantly is, again, what's next? Um, I mean, the lessons that I gave, it's not just for creatives, right? But it's really for, for people out there. I mean, now more than ever, if everyone's have like some food and beverage uh, business to do at home mm. right, nowadays. Yeah. Like more than ever, everyone has has, has businesses here. They, yep. they do some some other things. Then you start to realize like, hey, you know, there is this pattern or there is this trend, there is this move, you know? So um, to think about it, it's it's something I mean I hope that the lessons that, that, that I, I I mean at least the, the sharing that I give could actually help in that you know on top of just mm-hmm. the creative side of things lah you know yeah to, to sort of help out people who you know who have had passions being left aside mm. uh, as a result of work or as a result of you know other commitments yep you know again 24 hours there's still time after work there's <laughs> before time, work yeah. also mm. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah right. so uh, thank you so much Harith and with that yeah. we have come to the end of the episode but before that but before we end Harith oh no Harith <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to thank Harith for taking the time off from his busy schedule to join us today and we Super hope busy you schedule. have gained valuable insights from this episode 
Um, but we only have one more episode in this series left, so stay tuned. Um, we will put out the descriptions for Harith, but Harith's not here. But we're gonna put out the descriptions for his <laughs> band his and, and also of his uh, Instagram account. Um, in the description. Uh, so do follow the It's SG and Harry Theresa, and the link will be in the description. Thank you so much. Um, usually at this point, we'll tell Harry to say goodbye, but I think he <laughs> disappeared. Uh, there was a technical glitch. So <laughs> yes, um, okay. we will be so. the one saying goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>